0: And we say hello to you and welcome you here to episode 54 of the Cherokee Rewind. Thanks for hanging out with us. My name is Mick. And of course, the guy that I'm going to have on this week played a season in Toledo about a decade ago. My goodness, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. But anyway, his name's Chris Easton. And Chris, uh, first of all, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. i yeah, um,
1: happy for having
0: me. Yeah, you bet. Chris, let's talk here. Let's. Uh, I mean, does it seem like it's been a decade?
1: Absolutely not. No, it seems like uh, literally maybe a few years ago. I'd say it's probably it's felt like that.
0: Yeah. No. And the funny part is, it's like, and here you are. You're you're married. You got a you got a baby. And yep. uh, I mean, all those family things. And it still, it's like you're adulting just fine, and yet here we are, you know, it's like, it's, it's been a decade since you, since you wore that, that uh, Indian hat on your, on your Jersey. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, to me, that's, you're still a kid. And yet, well, you are actually, because I'm an old geezer, but uh, still the point is, is that you, I mean, time flies when you're having fun, I guess, because dude, I, it doesn't seem like a decade at all. I can't even imagine what it's like for you.
1: No, absolutely. It's uh it's weird because uh, you know, when you're younger you always kind of feel like uh, you look at your parents you're like well what what is it like when you're older like what is it like to be an adult and then I guess you get to that point and you are like well I, I don't really feel like an adult I still feel like a kid I just have adult responsibilities um and it's so it's weird to uh, to finally I guess be in those shoes of uh, of when I used to think about my parents at this age and you know it seemed seemed like it was going to be different like uh, I don't know, you know, parents, because as a kid, you see their responsibilities, you see what they have to deal with, and you think it's sick. it's it's, it's going to be, I don't know, guess just different is what I imagined it, but I'm, I'm glad that it is the way that it is and you know, that I still feel like a kid, even though uh, my body
0: doesn't always agree with that, but. You know, you know, the funny part is, is like I was thinking, you know, I I thought the same thing when I was young about my parents, and then I thought, you know what, they're not as they're not as crazy or as out of touch as I thought they were because they, uh, now that, you know, when you get older and you become an adult and you get all these different responsibilities, they weren't, they weren't that bad of people. And as someone once told me, they were actually, your parents are actually were pretty cool people. And then they had you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's what somebody told me when I'm like going, okay, thanks. You know, but it's true. You know, they were probably really cool people. And then they had kids and had to pull their hair out and try to do everything else. And I'm sure that's probably, you've had days like that too, even though you love your family, there are days where you're going, oh boy.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I've, I've got a, a daughter now. She'll be 11 months here in a few days. And, uh, so I completely understand that, you know, things that, that, my wife and I used to just be able to, to you know, drop of a hat, say, yep, we're going to leave for the weekend. We're going to go do this with these set of friends that we haven't seen in a while. Or, you know, there's a, you know, a wedding that we're just going to go take a, a longer vacation and, and do a little, you know, scenic route before the the wedding or whatnot. It was, it was, there was, you didn't have to think twice about it. Now it's, are we going to take, my daughter's name's Aurora, are we going to take Aurora are we going to, you know, uh, see if the grandparents can take her for the weekend? Are we going to make this just about you and I? If we do take her, you know, are we just going to go for the wedding and come back or, or whatnot? Yeah, so it definitely, definitely changes things. Um, but I, I definitely feel that, that comment there that, you know, they're they, they still cool, but they just don't get to do as many cool things as they might have used to been able to. But,
0: yeah. That's funny. You know, and the thing is, is that, by the way, Aurora is a beautiful name. That's an old traditional name. And you don't see that being used too often anymore from from folks. And that is an absolutely beautiful name. And uh, thank you. Oh, sure. She's she's probably uh, if you look real close on her pinky finger, you can probably see there where she's got you wrapped around on that.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing there as well. Like uh, uh, just uh, having having kids and and a new set of emotions it brings to you. You know, as a as as a younger uh, you know, as a, as a kid, like it's, you handle your emotions differently. And then when you have your first kid, it, it puts a whole new perspective on things. It's, it's brought out emotions that I've never really had before that I've actually had to figure out and deal with. Cause I'm like, I don't, you know, normally it's so easy just to carry on and get the stuff done throughout the day that I need to. But now I'm, I'm like, what is this feeling and, and how do I manage this so that I can continue on? But yeah, it's a, uh, it's definitely a whole set of, of feelings that just hit me in the face you know as a I think I don't know if this is the way that my wife feels about it but I feel like with her carrying the baby she had a little bit more time to I guess kind of adjust because it's you know it's physically affecting her um, but for me it's all just uh kind of kind of guessing of what it's going to be like uh, and then reactionary finally, yeah and then finally the day that it happens you know it's like here's your kid and you're like you maybe here's my kid like I you know Uh, so uh, well
0: well you gotta remember too with her carrying it it gives her that that intimate uh intimacy of bonding with this life that's inside of her that's growing inside of her and you you're just kind of going hmm looks interesting (laughs) there hi (laughs) hey baby kick (laughs) you know that's all you get to do you know you get to just kind of sit there and go oh and she's over there with her head looking like something out of the exorcist during labor going get away from me you know yep. <laughs> you do stuff. you get to put, put up with fun stuff like that and then also you get to find out that some folks do anyway i don't know if they still do or not but some folks uh some moms to be would during pregnancy would try uh, especially early on would try different things to eat, combinations of foods to eat that you normally wouldn't do in a normal day or in a normal rational train of thought, um, I know uh, some folks that they would be like, "I want peanut butter and pickles." You know, it's like what? You know, you do you just get all these crazy food cravings, I guess. And I, I like I said, I don't know. I don't pretend to know. I just sit there, and go, "Okay," you know. I just yeah. go, "Yeah, alrighty," you know. That's and that's. I think that's what us guys, as guys, that's what we're we're kind of like. We got to do that. You know, we just got to be real agreeable. And turn on a dime when necessary. Yeah, because always remember when Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. That's the, that's the number one rule. If you not remember nothing else, Chris, that's the number one rule. That when Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So keep her happy. Anyway, um, let's get now to talking about you. As far as uh, how old were you when you first put on a pair of skates?
1: Oh, uh. I would have had to have been, I don't know, two, three years old. It was early. Um, it's, uh, so yeah, it it had to have been about two or three years old. Um, and uh, folks
0: really into the game or,
1: um, not really. I think it, it mostly came from, um, from my, my grandpa to start. Um, and then as I started to get into it, um, then my dad got really into it. Uh, my mom, you know, as well with, uh, you know even once I, I started to play at Tamo, you know, she started to uh, to manage the loft. Uh, so you know I, I think uh, once once uh, once it it kind of hit that I was gonna enjoy this and stick with it, the whole family really jumped in and and uh, and got into it. Um, but yeah, so it would have been starting off at at Tamo going through the program there with, uh, let's see, but, well, they, they've changed so many times now. I don't even know what they are now. They're the, I don't know if they're back. We were the Leafs back in the day. I don't know if they, I think they've got the All-Stars now. And yeah. Japan. So they've got a bunch of different, they've uh, developed over the, the years. but uh,
0: So you yeah. were Savannah Maple Leaf then, right?
1: Yep. Yep. So I actually, I think, so I started off there. We did... Um, a year or two out of, um, uh, the sports arena, um, with the Toledo junior storm, uh, mm-hmm. went back to Sylvania, uh, played a little bit longer there. And then, uh, once the, uh, the ice diggers came out of uh, the ice house, moved over to there for, for a little bit. So yeah, back and forth between the, the Toledo rinks.
0: Okay. So, um, like when you started a uh, house in Sylvania and stuff, do you remember Who your um, who your uh, coaches were and what were they like?
1: Oh, I do not remember a lot of the house coaches. Um, I do remember a decent amount of the travel coaches. Um, So my dad actually was for a little bit uh, one of my coaches. Um, Then uh, you know, was he hard on you? Uh, Yeah, he was. Um, But I don't know. I always felt like uh, he was hard on me, but. I was even harder on myself, so I think it kind of got to the point where he realized, like, you know what? I don't have to say anything because uh, he's already beaten himself up pretty good about it. Um, But uh, so then, yeah, from him, uh, I was with Tom Lopez for a decent amount of time. Um, Let's see. I mean, I played for Tom for quite a while. Because I did have, I forgot, I had a little stint where I went, I was about 10 years old, went and played CompuWare for a year out of Plymouth. What was that like? Uh, That was, uh, being so young, it was a complete whirlwind and different change, you know, as, you know, having to drive, you know, an hour to practice, you know, two, three times a week doing, you know, I mean, that's elementary school. So, you know, elementary school work in the car. Um uh, the 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 travel um, it's it was it was a lot um but I really enjoyed it i think uh, I think it definitely gave me um, it kind of helped push me to another another level um, of play uh, but yeah it was uh, I mean he'd be getting back home from uh, from practice you know at ten thirty, eleven o'clock on a school night you know on a Tuesday wow. or Thursday and and getting up and going to school, so it was definitely different. But you
0: know, hindsight wouldn't wouldn't change it. That's pretty cool. Um, do you remember? Uh, did you play with any guys that back then that would you would cross paths uh, with later on? Yeah,
1: actually, a, a ton. Um, so, because after I was, uh, uh, so let's see, it would have been the ice diggers. Uh, would have been my Bantam year. Um, Then I went and played Northview for my freshman year. And then after that, I went up to uh, Victory Honda uh, between Plymouth and Canton. Uh, And especially when I got back to playing AAA, um, I ran into a bunch of them, uh, whether it was either playing against or playing with uh, on Victory Honda. Um, So, yeah, especially with it being such a a small community in general with hockey. And then you take AAA, which is even smaller, you know, group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely definitely easy to cross paths uh,
0: once again. Okay, so um, who was your coach back then? For Compuer? Yeah. Or Honda? Or for both?
1: Both, okay, so Compuer would have been, oh, and I'm struggling with his name, but that was, you know, that's 20, 20 years ago. Uh, I remember his first name was Britt, uh, but I think it was Britt Ponte, was his name. Okay. And then victory Honda would have been Sean Ortiz, um, who he's an old. He played for the Toledo Storm back in the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um,
1: he was. Uh, I think he. I think he went to Denver, Denver College, or Denver University. I'm pretty sure he played there. And then I don't know where else he, he may have bounced around in, in the ECHL. But yeah, he was. Uh, I learned a ton from him. Um, and,
0: uh, I think, yeah. Yeah. What well, did you, I mean, was he a guy who, uh, was he an intense coach? Did he use humor? Did he use, uh, well, when I, did he use the, hit on drawn a lot on his experience? Uh, yeah. So uh, he was a very, a very
1: fair coach, um, player's coach. Uh, um, if you were, if you were doing what you were supposed to and, and, he would stay out of your business right if you're if you're on it then he's gonna let you do it um he would know when to pressure you uh you know, when to call you out in front of people and then uh when you respond to also then pull you aside and say hey you know that's why i did it um uh you know talk about how the the player responded um and so i thought i think he was very fair uh
0: with his coaching style Okay. Now, were you always a forward when you played growing up?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, I would say I, I tried some of the other positions, you know, whether it was defense or goalie, but uh, as a forward and, and getting that, uh, that that thrill of, uh, of putting the puck in the back of the net, and since that's the where you're going to get most of your chances, it just it stuck. So
0: forward it was. Okay. So uh, I'm presuming when you were at your youngest – is when you tried goalie uh yeah it was your turn essentially it was your turn to play goalie uh how what was if you do you remember what that was like and uh how quick did it take you to determine you wanted no part of it (laughs) so um i actually didn't
1: i didn't hate it um but i think where i decided i didn't want to do it was uh Uh, I was in net and uh, out on on just it was like a like a a free like stick and puck type. And uh, my dad was out there and he let one go from the blue line, smacked me square in the helmet. And I was like, you know what? I don't think
0: this is for me. (laughs) I would think not. Oh, my goodness. You know, I mean, that's kind of like akin to uh, uh, baseball throwing at your kid in a father son game, you know, <laughs> it's kind of the same idea. My gosh, that's crazy. But, uh, so you, you played forward, uh, were you a centerman mostly or a wing? I was mostly a
1: winger. Um, I played some center, uh, when I was younger, but, uh, for the most part it was, it was a wing, um, especially being, uh, as going up through the ranks and being a smaller guy, uh, just to fit my style better. Um, but yeah, so I would say it was probably about the the Bantam uh, age group where I stopped playing so much center and went more towards a, towards a wing.
0: Now, I mean, that had to be really interesting with you going from travel and then in your freshman year playing high school. what was that was there a, a transition there of did the game slow down for you or did it speed up or what was it like?
1: Um, So it was definitely a different, uh, it was definitely a different type of play. Um, Even coming from the Bantam level to high school, it definitely sped up, um, you know, being, uh, being so young and, you know, there's, there's 18 year olds out there. They, uh, uh, it still, still was different. I would say the biggest jump, or the biggest factor of making that jump would have been the physicality part of, uh, you know, something that I just, I haven't seen before because I'm now playing against, you know, some, some of those kids are, are men. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. so the physicality was definitely the biggest jump. Um, but I I was I was torn between because I still had another year of Bantam to play with um, with the ice diggers. Uh, and I think I went out to like. It was some type of like a pre skate with the team and just seeing like the, uh, the the fans there. That's really what kind of pulled me of like, yeah, I want to play in front of, of a crowd. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and then also I had some some friends there as well uh, through through you know uh, a couple older guys who were already in school uh, at Northview and uh, and so then I started to play there would have been two thousand four I think would have been the first year for high school
0: okay and uh, what was the what was the team like back then I mean was it uh, pretty competitive or I mean because obviously you got the big rivalries with. Teams like Southview, um, also, though, uh, the Saints, whether it's Francis or uh, Johns, and, uh, you know, you got teams like that, and you have, I mean, those were some great rivalries, you know, and, you know, yeah, I realize, you know, teams like Mommy, Anthony Wayne, uh, I think even Lake was sort of competitive back then. Uh, yeah,
1: even even we had uh, we had uh, Bowling Green in our, our division then as well who, who had a very good team. Um, but if even if I were to look at just the roster for Northview alone, the, the junior class that year, you know I mean you had Alden Hirschfeld on the team, you had wow. Tim Hurst, Adam Thanassu, Eric Lavoy, like a lot of really big uh, high school names that you heard through the area and, the, and some you know some of those guys even went on to play further and then, so that was just, you know, the junior class and I'm sure that I've missed some even there. And then you step down one, you know, you've got, you know, Tyler Pillmore, Matt Cook, um, you know, some, some more names of that, that did played some, for the Cherokee too. Played for the Cherokee as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, we, we definitely had a, a, a very competitive team. Um, you know, and I didn't even, there's, there was some, some good names on the senior class as well. And then, uh the freshman we had a, a, a decent sized freshman class that actually played uh varsity you had uh, you know craig Trigo, uh, amin reynolds tyler pool tyler cook um so and then there was actually still some kids that were freshmen that were still playing with the ice diggers that the next year played between you know bane um and uh um cody borland uh, brandon sneed so that uh they had some good kids going through that organization through that time
0: baby sneeder i forgot about him you know because uh snipe his older brother adam uh sneed was uh man that dude when he played for the cherokee had probably one of the hardest shots i ever seen at that level that dude could just he just it was a cannon it was ridiculous um but and a great kid too he was a really nice guy uh when he played for us um now you know when you played back then of course. What was it that, uh, got you, I mean, did you play all four years high school or just one, just one,
1: nope, just my freshman year. Um, and then,
0: well, I, what was it that made you want to, you know, take a, go, go and play back, go back to travel? Um, so I did a prospect tournament, um,
1: that, that year actually it was, it was more, it was a, a prospect team out of, um, out of, uh, the Hamilton, Ontario area. Uh, where I actually drove up every other weekend uh, just for practices with the team. Um, and so we then did a decent amount of prospect tournaments with that team that year. And uh, I think it was there that I kind of thought if I was going to try and, and do this seriously, that mm. I needed to be at at this level uh, with these style of, of kids. Um, you know, I, I had a, a, a decent... I definitely had a good time in high school and felt like I, I learned and, uh, and grew from it. Um, but just thought that that was going to be the best choice
0: if something were to happen. Okay. Uh, well, that's fair enough. I mean, now, uh, what was the quality of hockey there? I mean, was it pretty, pretty, was it much better than what you were used to?
1: Oh yeah. So, um, Specifically, we did a, uh, a um, uh, oh, I can't remember what the prospect tournament's called, but it's right there in Toronto. Uh, they had a team there, the Ontario Blues, uh, which uh, they've shown some pictures on, on NBCSN of, uh, of this team. And this team had, you know, it had uh, uh, Steven Stamkos, it had Michael DelZoto, uh, it had uh, Petrangelo. Uh, and this, we actually, we played that team. And uh, so just, like, there's no way you can compete with that level of, of those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I would say that was, like, a, like a, a big eye-opener of, you know, because it's th- those are the best kids at that age at that time.
0: Wow. Now, uh, did you feel intimidated at all? Or, I mean, did you feel like, hey, I got to go out there and show that I belong?
1: Yeah, kind of like, a, like more of, like, a, a chip on the shoulder of, right, like, I mean I'm just a, a small town kid out of Ohio right even even if I was as good as those kids which I wasn't um you know I I would never get that 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 press coverage that those kids get so yeah of course you want to go out there and you want to show them that you know you can hang and and that you're worthy of being on the same ice as them
0: wow okay so uh so you go on and uh you continue to play travel um how long was it till you ended up uh coming back home and playing for the Cherokee? So it would have
1: been my last year of Victory Honda, uh, which I believe was actually would have been oh eight oh nine, 09. Um, and I ended up getting hurt pretty bad that year to where I took a uh, a check from behind, and I was right about that two, three feet away from the boards. Oh, um, and I went in with my with my neck and shoulder directly into the boards, uh, separated my shoulder pretty good, concussed, um, and uh, so most of that season I spent trying to just rehab and recover, and I was able to get back in time for playoffs. Um, but it was—I uh, mean, it was—I was so far out of shape by that time I didn't—I didn't even realize I was more of just like a, a fill-in at that point. Uh, which you know is what it is, but um so it was the end of that season i was i was in I was trying to decide on what I wanted to do um, i like I knew that there's there's still a possibility of going and doing something, but missing out a year of hockey that's that important at that time to get exposure is definitely gonna be a much tougher road um, so I think once I ended that year. I wasn't planning on playing anymore. I was planning on just going to school. Um, And so season was over. So I I got my shoulder surgery. um, And then I found out that the Cherokee had had my rights. Um, And so I was like bouncing on it. And You know what? I just started to get the itch again. Uh, And then and then uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to play. Um, So I was actually the first beginning of the season. I don't remember how many games I had to miss because I wasn't quite cleared to play after my surgery yet. Uh, So I missed a a few games. I don't, wasn't a whole lot. Uh, And uh, I'm just glad that I did. You know, once you, if you still got that itch and and you don't, you don't pursue it, then uh, you kind that's when I think you start to question everything and did I make the right decision? But uh, so I'm definitely
0: glad that I I continued on. So uh, what was it? uh, How was, Uh, were you recruited did you just go to a tryout um I think I think it was just uh just
1: recruited I don't remember going to a specific tryout um I don't really know a whole lot of those details on what happened on if if they just kind of maybe had found out like that I was kind of you know sitting idle and didn't quite know what to do so they're like let's take a chance on it or how it all went down
0: uh so those details i'm not sure well who reached out to you
1: see they didn't reach out to me specifically i think they called my mom Mm -hmm. so yeah those that part's definitely uh fuzzy okay so my mom just made it all up so i'd go play
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh beautiful oh man but, uh, you know, so, okay, so you, you hear you hear from the team through your mom that, uh, you know, they're interested. Uh, did, uh, did you go to the – you said you missed the first part of the season, the early part of the season. Uh, when you first finally went into that locker room uh, to be able to play, when you got cleared, uh, what was that like? I don't know if you remember or not, but what was that experience like? Did you have any butterflies or – or anything that kind of made you a little uh nervous about getting back into this, especially with the concussion and the shoulder
1: yeah, so I was extremely antsy um, now luckily I was able to be with the team um going through all of uh, training camp uh, and so I and I could still skate I just wasn't cleared for contact so luckily I was still able to stay on the ice and moving um, but I was extremely antsy uh, I think it was. I think it was like right about when I was able to come back and play for the Cherokee was almost a full year from the original, um, injury. Okay. So, but I would say with me being able to still, uh, skate with the team and be involved in the office activities, uh, it definitely helped me feel more comfortable, uh, cause I was able to stay semi in shape. Um, but yeah, extremely antsy, uh, just, just ready to get on there and, and, and,
0: and feel the ice again. Um, the competitiveness and okay. Well, um, you know, I mean, uh, what uh, that had to be. Did you feel at all like uh, interesting and I, I don't know uh, about seeing some of the guys in in the room? I mean, probably I would think this is just me thinking. I would think it probably alleviated some of your uh, butterflies when you were able to spend time in the locker room with these guys, getting to know them. Uh, Before you took a shift, because uh, that I mean that can be especially if you're playing juniors for the first time, uh, that can be that can be a little bit uh, not nerve wracking, but it it can be it can be it can cause some anxiety, especially if you're used to playing at you know Bantam or high school and you got to make the jump to juniors. What did what was that like for you in terms of making the jump to junior? Was the was there any kind of uh, transition you had to make, or anything that you had to? Was it kind of like what you did with uh, when you went from, you know, going to playing high school? When you said the the physicality was something you had to get used to, was there another adjustment you had to make in your game with uh, the junior level?
1: Um, I'd say, yeah, there was definitely a little bit. Um, what I think would be the biggest contributor, why well, I wouldn't say it was the same. Uh, as as the jump to high school was because as, as for high school it was me being you know a 14 year old kid um, who still hadn't really filled out to me then going to play juniors at 19 you know now I had that ability to fill out and of course there's still bigger guys out there uh, but I think having that those extra years to grow and develop uh, made it so that I could jump in and be physical and not have to to worry as much as you know being a 150 pound kid playing you know, playing against, you know, 200 pound kids, at least now I'm, you know, 180 playing against 200 pounders. So, um, so I I definitely, I wouldn't say it was as big, um, but still some adjustment. I mean, as you go to any type of new level, I feel like there's a little bit of an adjustment, right. Of, uh, the different styles of play, um, you know, new, new teammates, which, um, luckily, uh, I had a, a decent amount of friends on the team, um, whether I had played with them through high school or actually billeting. So I actually billeted uh, Josh Williams and uh, Brian Danzak. Uh, so I had them uh, at the house with me, you know, getting getting to hang out with them. Uh, then you had Matt Cook, who I've been a very good friend with since since I was 12 years old, you know, and he had uh, Chase Michaels and Lucas Kelsey living living with him. So. Um, you know, we had Evan Johnson on the team who I've played with since I was eight years old,
0: uh, wow. Stephen
1: Howard, who I've played with since I was young. Um, so luckily I came I'm in. I'm sorry, who's
0: that? Stephen? Stephen Howard. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Good old Howie.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So never,
0: never called him Steve. It was always Stephen, but, uh, yep. you know, and it's funny because I, you know, some of these names I haven't heard since they played. You know, I mean, I think of Chase Michaels and uh, the Cowboy. And I mean, (laughs) he pretty much uh, fell off the face of the earth after he left Toledo. You know, he's last I heard he's back in Texas, but uh, I have not heard word one from him. I'd love to get him on one of these and uh, see how he's doing. But yeah, I haven't heard from him. Of course, Cookie. My gosh, are you kidding? uh, One of the great guys uh, to play the game and stuff. A lot of fun. Always a cool guy and uh yeah evie johnston uh man uh, i've known his mom longer than i've known him and uh you know uh, through work and stuff and uh it's just uh just uh, another really cool cat just a really good guy and uh now who were your line mates when you played uh with toledo
1: um i played with a couple different um so i had um, for I think the first half of the year it was uh, Frank Matiak and Chase Michaels, um, and then the second half of the year was I was with Cookie, sometimes Johnny, um, and I'm pulling a blank here on on the other one that would rotate in with us. But, but yeah, I kind of I feel like was um, like I did I did okay with. Uh, Uh, with Maddie and Chase, Um, but I feel like once I got put with Cookie, because we had such a big history, it just, uh, you know, we, I felt a little bit more comfortable Um, once I got to playing with him, uh, having that familiar connection, and um, I mean, Cookie and I, we still, we still do beer league tournaments uh, to this day with each other, so, you know, we've, uh, we've just, we've got that, that good feel together playing. We actually, we played, we played on the same line at Northview, actually.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So the the chemistry was there since then. Yeah. So that that, that 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 you know, I mean, hey, when you're able to click with someone, it makes it a lot better. Now, who were your coaches back then? Uh so so we had uh Duncan
1: and Tarsh. Um those were the main two. I don't I can't remember if we actually had a, th- a third coach or not. I think it might have just been Dunks and Tarsh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, at that point, yeah, you're probably right. Um because I'm trying to remember, Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. That was, that was primarily it. uh, The two of those guys. And they were, I mean, the one thing I always love about dunk, man, you don't ever have to wonder what he's thinking because he'll tell you.
1: Yeah. And so dunks too, is, is, is probably one of my favorite, if not the most favorite coaches playing for Um, i Luckily I, I respond well to challenges, uh, as, as a, as a player and he would definitely, he would challenge you. He was, he would make sure you were on top of your game. And if you weren't, he'd let you know. Um, and, uh, I would, but out of the one year that I had with him, I probably learned some of the most hockey in that one year. Uh, and so that was, that was something that I, I really enjoyed of being able to take in, take in that knowledge and, and still develop too,
0: of, uh, the game yeah and, and Tarsh, Tarsh was kinda chris Tarsha it always cracked me up i mean i had i Tarsh and I have been friends even be- before dunk was there, you know Tarsh was there with uh chris Varga et cetera I mean he just was there for for quite a while, and uh it it uh you know I got to develop a a friendship with him and and just uh it's even even after, you know, his departure from the team uh, years later, it was like we would see each other in passing, like at work or something like that. And it'd be all we do is talk hockey and start to stand in the middle of the cafeteria or something, just start laughing. You know, we and we had another coach, uh, the late, great Brian Kinsella uh, played minor league hockey here in Toledo. And uh, I would we would run into him there, you know, at work and stuff. And would uh, you see three guys standing in the middle of a caf, a big cafeteria, laughing hysterically, making jokes about everything, you know, and 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 talking about hockey, and and it's you can't say enough about the guys that that put in the time to help develop kids, not only as hockey players but as young men, yeah. and that's that's what uh, guys like Tarsh and Kinsey, and of course, obviously Ian Duncan. Uh, That's what they do. They develop these young men to not only play the game to the best of their ability, but to also become, you know, productive members of society, you know, and really uh, they they do a great job of it. They really know how to help these kids mature and to get them and and they still manage to have fun along the way. That's that's the one thing, you know, I mean, Dunk, Dunk and I still keep in contact. Matter of fact, as of this recording, I still owe him a steak dinner, so he'll he'll, he'll We have his long story behind that. Anyway, um, but uh, so who would you say back then was the uh, team that you played against that you got most your you got your dander up because they were an intense rival that you didn't like a whole lot? Oh, I'd say one of the biggest ones
1: who gave us an awful playoff loss would have been pittsburgh they mm-hmm. it, we, we always had a good a good showing with them and uh, um we we did not fare too well against them that year uh in in the playoffs so um you know it's one of those things that it, it happens and they had our number for those uh, those two games and uh, uh but we definitely didn't go down without a fight i'm pretty sure there was a, a couple of, of majors throughout those two games of uh, of us uh you know, trying to claw our way back in but um you never got into any kind of scrap did you when you played uh nothing serious um yeah we uh, I'd say our our big guy for that would have been chase he was uh he was the guy who liked to take the the blunt of the uh of the abuse but uh whenever whenever he got into it he always gave out much worse than he received so it yep. was yep. definitely definitely glad he was on our team that year and I didn't have to play against him <laughs>
0: Now, uh, you know, I mean, that that was that's funny because, um, you know, what who was the other goaltender besides Duck? You had Brian Danzak and you had so we had a because we ended up our
1: Duck ended up getting released <laughs> that year. Did he get released or traded? I think he actually got traded to either Cincy or Cleveland. I think it was Cleveland, Cleveland.
0: So I know we played in Cleveland.
1: So we had we had Duck, uh, and then we had Boots with him. Um, and then, oh man, who was th- I'm trying to remember the third kid that came in. I don't see the names. Was it Larson? I don't, I don't know if that's
0: remember. Funny. But um, yeah, and then was, we had what, what was Boots' name? I can't remember him. Uh, Aaron Bootmiller. Oh yeah 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 yeah. He's a big kid, big talk kid. Big, yes. Yep. Big tall kid. Yeah, now I remember. Man, I had to think for a minute, because some of these nicknames I just knew them as the nicknames. I but sometimes <laughs> I would forget. I mean, it's been twenty years of names, so I forget some of the names sometimes. But yeah, Aaron Butenman. He was a great kid. He yeah. I really liked him a lot. He was really a, a really nice guy. Um, yeah, he played, he played really well for us that year too. He
1: he definitely took the number one role and uh, and played played well for us. Yep, no
0: question about it. Now I remember him. Uh, I and and uh, gee, was he uh trying to remember he did something goofy? Well, everybody does something goofy, but um, now speaking of goofy, um, did you I mean, did, were you subject at all to any uh rookie pranks or initiations or anything, or did they let you skate because you were an older rookie?
1: Um no so I, I definitely I still participated um you know it's you, you got you got to do it uh, you got to be you got to be part of the uh, uh, of the initiation to, uh, to to earn that that respect from your, your veterans um it actually it wasn't bad uh for our, our initiation that year uh, we ended up doing uh, the Applebee's right there across from the rink um all the rookies had to had to dress up in their, their best drag attire. Um, and of we course. all had have dinner with our, with our vets. And then, uh, you know, at the end you had to, you know, all the rookies chipped in and, and bought the dinner, but whoever put in the most effort that, or that year got excluded from having to pay for the bill. So I went pretty, uh, pretty much all out on it. I, I went to a, uh, to a thrift store and I found myself a nice size zero prom dress um, <laughs> that we had, to, we had to cut down the back in order to fit on me. Um, you know, I'd got the wig uh, put, I think I put on some heels. I had some makeup on. I was like, I do not want to pay for this dinner. So I'm going all out. And did it
0: work? It did. I ended up winning that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's now who helped you uh, get all dolled up? Was that your mom or. Uh,
1: no. So my, my vet was, was Willie, uh, since especially worked out since he was living with me. Um, so he was, he was all for it. He, me Wanted to, do a, wanted to make sure I was looking tip top shape, but um,
0: <laughs> yeah, date <it> eligible, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? And it was actually it was kind of, it, it felt bad for a specific individual there. So there's, there was a group of uh, of women sitting across from us, and and they were just loving everything that was going on. The one lady, she's like, you know, I've got a brother. He's been he's been looking for a woman, and I'm gonna call him and tell him there's a bunch here, and he needs to get here right away. And uh, so she called her brother. He came to and like sat down and then like she like waved us over. So a couple of us went over there and uh, the look on his face when he turned his head to see me sitting, you know, standing there with a beard and a wig. And (laughs) he was uh, was not too thrilled about it. But, you know, we had a we had a good good laugh about it.
0: I would think the Adam's apple would be a sure giveaway for her. (laughs) come on. <laughs> oh,
1: no, I, I think, I think she was, uh, she was in on it. She wanted to, to mess with him. So.
0: torture, yeah. torture him. That's, that's what big sisters do. Right? Oh man, That is yeah. funny. Now, <clears throat> now did you, uh, were you, did you do any, uh, stuff? I mean, did you like, uh, prank anyone else or like on the road or in the locker room during practice, after practice or?
1: Uh, we always had had things going, whether it was you know shoe checks or you know the you know your your um, your donkey cords or, or kangaroo cords or uh, whatnot. Um, uh, so we were always in on some type of a prank. Um, for me specifically, I was kind of like a locker room clown in general. So I normally I normally made a, enough of an embarrassment out of myself to where to where I didn't get it too bad, um, uh, but. Yeah, I would say in the locker room, I'm more of a, a loose, looser type of player. Um, you know, kind of keep it keep it lighter before the before games. Oh, that's
0: a good thing. Now, um, uh, donkey or kangaroo cord? What what uh, what does that involve?
1: Uh, so it's just uh, if if um, if we have like a team set of rules, or if somebody just does something blatantly. Uh, dumb or stupid than uh, when you have your kangaroo court, the vet, uh, a, a vet can can call you out for it um, and say, "Hey, so and so, they did they did this, and I think they should be fined one dollar for it." And then that person has a chance to rebuttal, and you know they, they can give their best. You know, uh, this is why I, this is what happened. You know, just try and sob story it up, make it a little bit less uh, less embarrassing, and then uh, at the end of it. Uh, the team gets to vote, and majority uh, majority rules on on if they have to pay that fine or not. Um, the fines end up all going into a collection jar, and then at the end of the year, we have a uh, you know a a, a nice nice uh, gathering with the uh, the team of of extracurricular activities. Of
0: course, enough said. <laughs> anyway, uh, now uh, did you guys have kangaroo courts often? Um. You normally try and do a kangaroo
1: court once a week, so it's normally the first practice after a weekend, because um, that's normally when everyone's doing dumb, dumb stuff. Uh, so you try and have it the first practice after after a weekend um, to do your your fines and collections. Did you uh, did you get called out? I'm sure that I did. I, I was always doing dumb stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that that's that's part of it, though, right? I guess if you're if you're going to partake at the end of
0: the year, it's just uh, contributing to your fun later. Yep. That's pretty much I had, uh, was there anyone in particular who got called out the most or? Uh,
1: yes, that year, uh, Cameron Rossman was, uh, was the bunt of a lot of, uh, of call-outs. <laughs> um, yeah, great, great, great kid, but definitely found himself in some, uh, some bad
0: situations. So. He, he, he's, he's a piece of work and, and Cam was a great guy and, and I talked – to I did a podcast with him earlier uh, and uh, really interesting guy, man. He went – I didn't know he went and played uh, hockey in Europe, you know, I after
1: – I didn't know that either. That's...
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's back in uh, – he's back in Michigan now, but still it was like, you know, he talked about, you know, his time over there, and I was like, wow. You know, he – you know, I mean, that's the thing. I, that's why I do – I like doing this is because, you know – some of these guys do other things whether it's hockey related or not that you're like going really you know and you you find out interesting things about these that you know and that's what I want other people to realize is that there's more to you guys than just being a name in the program from whatever year you yeah. know that, that you guys have a voice and you have a story to tell and that's why I I love doing this is to have you guys tell your stories so uh that year um uh, of uh, do you remember your first Game or your first goal in the Cherokee uniform?
1: I do not remember. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that my memory just can't pull it up. But you know, uh, yeah, oh. I cannot remember my first uh, my first goal. Honestly, I don't remember the first game of who we actually of who I actually was in for. Um, other than just the 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 feeling of the anxiety of wanting to get out on the ice.
0: Okay. Now, um, who, um uh, growing up, who was the team that you were, you know, was your team and who was your favorite player growing up?
1: Uh, I was a, a big Red Wings fan. Um, Steve Iserman. Um, I, I even, uh, so like, I don't know, I don't really get starstruck too much, you know, like if, a, if a, let's say a movie celebrity were to walk by, I'd just be like, Oh, okay. You know, that's cool. Uh, but if Steve Eiserman were to walk by, like that would be the one person that would star that they, I would
0: get starstruck by. Yeah, take. Uh, it's r- understandable. Now, I usually do a thing where I try to remember the jersey number you wore, and I always get it wrong most of the time. So, but I'm going to take a stab. And if I'm, it's a, if, if I, um, I'm just going to guess. I think if I'm not mistaken, it may have been 13. Number nine. Number nine. Okay. So I was nowhere near it. All right. Uh, so you know i get them wrong most of the time anyway but like i said when you got 20 years worth of names and numbers yes. trying oh, to remember yeah. Yeah. yeah so but uh i just um i you know i I was trying to remember because not too many people wore 13 so you know that wasn't a number that they that they put out there in the uh first part of the uh cherokee years and then uh later on they 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 i think they they opened it up to where uh they put whatever number you wanted, but still it it was like, I mean, back uh, when I started uh, broadcasting, they, it was, you went one through 28 or 29. That's all they had. And then they had the two uh, goaltender numbers, one in 30 or 30. And then, uh, and then um, you took what was, you took what was available and they usually didn't have 13. They just didn't, they didn't put that one out. That wasn't an option. So, uh, but yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's the world we live in sometimes. But, uh, so let me ask you now, um, you play the year for Toledo. Uh, do you remember like how many goals you scored that year? I don't, I do
1: not. Hopefully it was, uh, ho- I'm hoping for more than 20, you know, that'd be, that'd be a nice, a nice little uh, number there, but I don't remember.
0: Okay. Now, um, do you remember uh, as far as the type of player you were, were you more, uh, trying to be around the net, stay around the net and try and put pucks in, or were you a gritty ring, winger that, uh, tried to, uh, you know, dig in the corners and, and, and set up centermen and whatever, whether it was cookie or whoever. Um, did, do you remember any of that as far as what type of player you were?
1: Uh, if I had to say, I'd say it'd be a little bit of, a little bit of both. Um, I definitely love to, to mix it up and, and get body contact. Um, actually I feel like I played some of my best games when I had a little, you know, pissed off attitude going on. Um, uh, but, uh, also too, would, would hang back when, uh, when I thought that it needed to be rather than going in and bang or, uh, whatnot. So I guess I'd say a little bit of both. Um, but
0: I definitely didn't dislike. Uh, the great <laughs> yeah, I understand that. So, uh, so Chris, um, you know, you, you finish your year in Toledo. What uh, went through your mind as far as options and what you wanted to do and what did you end up doing?
1: So at that point, um, my shoulder kind of was crap again. Um, just didn't, didn't feel good. Uh, so uh, once again, I'd planned on just Hanging them up and and going to school, Um, so I ended up going to University of Toledo, uh, and then uh, I got a call. So at that time, I was actually doing a co-op for a job, an engineering job out in um, oh, am I struggling out in Northwood, and uh, sitting there actually on on job site, and I got a phone call, and it was um, from an old. His name was uh, his name was Bob um and he used to help coach uh honeybaked mm-hmm. and um uh Bob Zion sorry know oh
0: yeah it. yeah he Bob Zion coached the cher- was a s- assistant coach with the Cherokee when they won the national championship
1: see I did not know that but
0: all right yeah then he went on to coach clay high school and then he went on as a head coach and then he went on to coach uh, achA at eastern Michigan Okay. So learning this stuff
1: about a guy, huh? Right. Yeah. So when I played Victory Honda, he was um he was one of the assistant coaches for Honey Baked. Okay. Um, and so then obviously from the, the Toledo area as well, um, you know, we had that that mutual connection and he was helping out with UT hockey at that time. And uh, so I get a call from Bob, he's like, Hey, what are you doing? I was like nothing. He's like, Are you playing? It's like No, do you wanna play? I was like eh, yeah, I might might want to play. Um, so I went out to one of their their like pre skates uh, slash tryouts, and um, w- another one of those things. I, I had the itch. Um, there were some guys that were going to play that year that I had known growing up. Uh, on another Cherokee uh, guy, Ryan Sell, um, yep. was uh, was going to play, and uh, then you had some older guy or some other guys that I played with growing up with uh, you know, Nate Conley as one, um, some, I don't would have to look at the roster again, to, but there's a good amount of guys that like I knew and I uh, went out there and skated and was comfortable. Um, I was really bad the first skate cause I had not skated since I pretty much played with, with the Cherokee. And, uh, so I had some, some endurance stuff I had to get back up. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so then once again, got that itch back. Um, I played, I played the full year there, uh, which I think the second half of the season we actually got uh, Brent Bain. We picked him up, okay, mm-hmm. uh, so another familiar guy, you know I played with him with the ice diggers going, you know uh, growing up, and then we didn't we didn't play together at Northview, but he played he started playing the year after I did, um, so you know another familiar face um, so I played that year there um, the next year. I played about eight games, uh, and ended up uh, tearing my ACL. Um, so on, you know, big, long, uh, recovery there, um, ended up getting recovered and feeling healthy, ready to skate again. Uh, and then it was right before that third season would have started that I actually got a job opportunity down in Georgia, which, you know, I mean, at that point, do I want to play hockey? Yeah, but you know, this is, this is my, the rest of my life now. So got to make that decision and move down to Georgia to, uh, to start
0: working. Okay. So, um, wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, now was there any kind of, uh, I don't know, hockey scene for lack of a better term. I mean, I know they got an ECHL team like in Gwinnett, but, yep. and, uh, are, is there, was there any kind of hockey scene to speak of? in uh in any part other parts of Georgia or
1: yeah so uh the the main of it though is is that Atlanta area um i was working about an hour west of atlanta um so i i did join a beer league team uh it was it was rough it was sunday nights uh and it was an hour and a half drive um so it 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 did it was rough uh but um it was okay hockey i mean it's it's a tough area down there with it being not, you know, with hockey not being very popular. So there was still some good players, but just not as much, uh, like depth as you would see, you know, in this area or Detroit or whatnot, who has that, that bigger hockey
0: scene. So, so basically everyone wanted you to play on their team, uh, down there. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I did well down there. Um, <laughs> so, so the one guy who actually, who I called to play was the, he was the, um, like he ran the league and he's like, cause like he didn't know anything about me. He's like, well, yeah, I've got some, I got a spot on my team. You know, you'd come play with us. So I did. And then uh, he actually started to get like the other team started to tell him that he was cheating because he took me on his team. And, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, listen, I didn't know anything about this guy. I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what was going. I just wanted to play. <laughs> That's funny. So,
0: uh, so beer,
1: beer league champs. Uh, yeah, got got a couple couple
0: beer league trophies down there. <laughs> That's great. That is great. So um, so tell me, uh, how did uh, you settle down? And now, did, did you meet your better half there or here?
1: It was here actually. I was at the University of Toledo. Um, she was the athletic trainer for the hockey team, um, okay. and so obviously, you know, I, I had to. You know a couple of some injuries I was a big band-aid that year so I got to spend a lot of time with her um, she actually she would not go on a date with me uh, swore that she wouldn't she wouldn't go on a date with a hockey player uh, so finally I had to win a bet it was a hockey bet uh, we were playing uh, U of M's d2 team and uh, she was like if you score a hat trick then I'll go out on a date with you so I ended up putting in four that night and uh, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I told you earlier. I, I somehow I I, re- I respond well to pressure. So I guess so.
0: <laughs> that is uh, that's just beautiful. I love that. Oh my gosh! Uh, now, did her eyes light up when you scored that third goal, or did her jaw drop?
1: Yeah, she she, she
0: was eating her words. Right? She's like, damn it! Why did I agree to that? Should have said five. <laughs> the thing is, you probably would have done it. You were you were, you, were, you were almost there anyway. So, right? but, uh, okay. So, um, so now you guys have got the family now, what's the game plan for you as far as future goes? Uh, do you ever envision yourself maybe someday wanting to get into like coaching?
1: Oh, uh, it's a, it's a possibility. Um, I don't play nearly enough right now as it is. Uh, I miss it so much. Um, but obviously, you know, you gotta, you gotta take care of, of priorities. Um, and so I guess first goal is I would, I would love to just start to be able to play more. Um, and then, and then from there, you know, if, uh, especially I could see if, if my daughter wants to get into hockey, then I could see, you know, obviously I would have a, a bigger push then to start to be around more. Um, so maybe that will be the push if she wants to go that route. I don't know. Um. But yeah, right now, big thing is, is I I actually, I I travel a decent amount for work. Um, And so it's just, it's, it's tough to be able to, you know, I, I take my bag with me pretty much everywhere that I go, just in case if I can find ice wherever I'm driving to, that's got like some free stick and puck or something. But, you know, it's much easier to find a a available golf course than it is a hockey rink. So that's kind of your golf
0: game. Terrible. I don't
1: know. I don't (laughs) even know why I practice so bad,
0: Um, but I have a good time. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Okay. Well, uh, I'll wind her up here with a couple of questions. And that is being where you're at now and what you've gone through, everything that you've been through through the years, what would the current Chris Easton say to the 18 or 19-year-old Chris Easton? What advice would you give him?
1: I don't know, probably that if I thought stuff was hard then to suck it up and get over it because it doesn't get any easier. It just, trans- just tr- everything goes to a different direction, right? It's uh, whatever may have seemed like a big deal back then. It gets transitioned into something else as you get older. It's a new thing to worry about, a new thing to stress about. So just enjoy it. Uh, don't, don't let so many little things bother you. Just enjoy that time because... You know you don't realize how precious that is until until you're it's gone and then you're like holy crap i wish i would have slowed
0: down and just enjoyed it a little more yep okay and that and that's a that's a pretty fair observation uh i mean i think a lot of people don't realize that you know when you're growing up now you got to like i said you got to play for toledo and a lot of people listen to this thing you know whether it's from your era or other areas, kids listen to this, current players listen to this. Uh, what would be the thing you'd want to say to Cherokee Nation?
1: Well, I see that they're having a, a great, a great year this year. Um, I need to do better as an alumni to, to make it back and, you know, support, support the organization. Um, so I, I guess, and I know it's tough right now with, uh, with, you know, everything that's going on with limitations to who can go do what and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um the, just seeing more, I guess, alumni support um, and uh, continuing to better the, uh, the organization, which as I admitted, if I am at my own fault for not doing a better job. Um, but I think that would be pretty, pretty cool to see a lot more um, uh, uh, alumni come together and, and, and do
0: good things for the organization. That's a good thing. Well, I tell you, you know, it's been fun talking with you, Chris. I mean, we didn't talk a ton and stuff during the time with Toledo, but, uh, that that's what this is for is a chance to connect and, uh, get to know each other a little bit better. And I'm really glad you did this. Um, now every now and then I would hear Aurora in the background (laughs) and she, uh, you said she's going to be 11 months, uh, here next, next month. Is she, uh. Is she doing all the, the the fun things that you do at ten months? Uh, with, she gets. Uh, so this nice. is this is her right here. Hi. Hi. So is she, she is t- doing. Yeah. She rules the roost. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is a beauty. She is an absolute beauty. Oh, and by the way, to your wife, hi. I'm Mick. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Yeah, I used to do play-by-play for about twenty years. Uh, oh. with the Toledo Cherokee, and i uh, that's where I'm doing a podcast now where I catch up with the alumni, and that's where that guy comes into play. Did he do that? <laughs> he did great. He did. And now it's like I just told him just a minute ago. He and I didn't like, uh, you know, we didn't uh, hang out and, or anything and stuff during his time in Toledo. So, you know, when you go in cold, and I don't do things, I don't cheat and go on the Internet to look up stuff so that yeah. I can uh, throw stuff at him. That's, I mean, if I want to be Joe Ro- Rogan, that's one thing. But no, I'm just me. I'm a goofball who uh, acts like a 12 year old incessantly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's bad, right. Well, that's true. But uh, no, I just wanted, I just do this from, I do it cold. In other words, there's no, like, I don't try to prep for it or anything like that or try to cheat and figure out what I, I told him. I said, I'm, I tried to guess what number he wore back when he played. And I don't look at. I mean, it's all available online. I could do that, but it takes the fun out of it. So I just I try to. Conversation. Yeah, kinda, kinda. But uh, no. Now is she uh, is she sleeping through the night pretty good? Oh yeah, yeah. she is a sleeper. No, she's not a napper, but she loves the nighttime sleeps. Well, that's good. That's the good thing. Trust me, that's the one you can appreciate more than most. Exactly. I'm okay with suffering the the night nap times, but nighttime. It's, she's a breeze. She's, uh-huh. that, uh huh. Now, are you guys looking at maybe someday having another one, giving her a, ba- uh, a baby brother?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I was gonna say Chris is gonna. He he needs someone that he's gonna uh, get his butt off the couch and get into coaching. So right. he's gonna. Yeah. You know, that's that's the number one reason, if nothing else. But we'll make uh, no. Team. <laughs> uh, I I'm not touching that. I'm gonna leave that. Chris Chris's Chris is looking. His eyes pretty much told it off for me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe no, like but, a like a line, uh, or something, right? Yeah, there you go. You can have a oh, front for, line. There you, full full, full line. forward line. Uh, what she yeah. is absolutely adorable though. Now, um, so Chris, uh, you know, is going through all the when you look back on it through all the years and stuff. I mean, you. I would think you probably are pretty happy where life is right now, simply because even though you had a lot of injuries and whatnot, wow. you didn't get to play, your 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 playing journey wasn't as big as you wanted. Um, it all had to be worth it in the end, didn't it? Absolutely. Um, one of my
1: things that I like to think about is if, if you're happy 100% with your life and where it's at, that even the mistakes that you made when you were younger don't like, I I wouldn't change them because there's no guarantee that I would be the same person. I'd have the same life. You know, I mean, we all have things that we look back on. You're like, Oh man, maybe I wish I wouldn't have done that. But there's also a chance that if you wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't be in the same position that you are now. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I look at it is that like everything that I've done, it's, it's been a leading up to where I am now. Um, And if you're, if you're happy, then, then, and that is that those are just the
0: steps that you had to take to get there. Excellent. Excellent. Well, bud, I appreciate you taking the time to do this, man. This has been really uh, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't know what to expect because like I said, you and I never really got to talk much in the playing day in your playing days, but uh, I really enjoyed this, man. This really was uh, really a lot of fun. And, and baby Aurora, uh, she is adorable. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. So she is adorable. And uh, man, I hope she grows up and uh, whether she goes into hockey or not, she'll she'll be one great kid because she's got a couple of great parents. So thanks for doing this, bud. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking, you know, just
1: taking the time to, to learn more about me. and uh, And
0: I appreciate it very much. Not a problem. Well, that's going to do it for episode 54 here of the Cherokee Rewind. Don't forget, you can subscribe uh, to whatever platform you use, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, TuneIn, whether it's Amazon, whether it is uh, any of them that you get your MP3 files from or your podcast from. All you got to do is subscribe, and when a new episode drops, it will let you know. So we appreciate it very much. And uh, for Chris Easton, I am Mick. We will talk to you next time right here on the Cherokee Rewind.